You're listening to Once, episode 55, Lady of the Lake Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And we have just finished watching this episode, Lady of the Lake, the third episode in season two. And I can feel that they're building up to something really cool here. Like the season finale next week? (laughs) Besides that. Oh, like the break for Christmas? (laughs) Oh, oh, don't tell me about that. They're probably going to leave us on some major cliffhanger. Like, Cora gets back to Storybrooke somehow. I expected that tonight, honestly, at the end. I I don't... uh. I mean, I didn't initially, and then I saw the hole in the road which I thought was just general destruction every other time we've seen it. And I thought she was going to come out of it or something while they were sword (laughs) fighting. (laughs) Instead, we saw something equally scary, almost equally scary. But we'll talk about that later. Or I can talk about it now. And well, I want to know, what are you saying is equally scary, Jeremy? Whatever his name is. (laughs) King George. (laughs) Yes. Whatever his name is in, well, I guess he is King George regardless. Yeah, he was the district attorney. In Storybrooke before. D.A. George. Yeah. He is both. (laughs) Or the character that people know as Charles Widmore from Lost. Yes. Now, these are just our initial reactions, our first thoughts for this episode. So we're going to be a bit disjointed and not have a lot of research together. But that's what our full episode is for on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's GMT minus four over at oncepodcast.com slash live. That's where we include your feedback, your theories. We discuss things a lot more. We get into so many more details. We look at screenshots very, very closely. Like, I want to see what that castle looked like again, much more closely after it's been destroyed. Which, by the way, awesome to see that. It was, but I have some issues. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get to those in a minute. But we would love for you to be a part of this show by sending your feedback for Lady of the Lake. Please email written or audio feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com slash forums and leave Uh, whole theories and discuss with other people there in our forums. And we'll have links to all of this stuff and information that we mention for this episode of Once Podcast over at oncepodcast.com slash 55. I want to say big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. Sandra and Nasser from Qatar have been sponsors of this episode of Once Podcast and in a sense co-producers making it possible for us to release these episodes of Once Upon a Time Podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And if you're looking for another way to support us, go to oncepodcast.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E, where you can get a free audiobook with a free trial. I recommend the Grimm's Fairy Tales that you can get as an audiobook for absolutely free with a free trial, 30 days to find something. It's awesome. Oncepodcast.com slash audible. And you're joining the free trial, which we think you'll love it and stick on, <laughs> but you're joining that free trial helps support the podcast. So we really appreciate that. Oncepodcast.com slash audible. Wow. How many times can you say free? 
It's just <laughs> totally awesome because it's free. I like free stuff. Our listeners like free stuff. But there were some things in this episode of Once Upon a Time that were not free. free. Oh. oh. <laughs> they were not free. So I Magic. I, <laughs> yes. Magic always comes with a price, which David had to remind Henry of. Yes. That's that was almost quite a price. Yeah. How was that thing alive? The you're talking the about Agrabon. the Agrabah Viker, Viper? Yes. That was interesting to see that carried over. Maybe it was magic. Magic. <laughs> well, then snake. they should have. Th- well, I can see why she might have not decided. Hey, let's throw that into the hat to try to get it to work, so I can get my <laughs> apple back. Maybe the snake's a little bit too dangerous. Maybe she like when when she tossed the snake into the box. She also tossed some like like filled the rest of the box up with with mice. <laughs> Something. <laughs> and for so 28 years, the mice sat there in terrible fear of the snakes for 28 years, frozen in time. She tells Jefferson, I've got nothing left. And in the back of her mind, she's thinking, except that stinking viper. And I don't want to see that thing again. That's just too much. Oh I don't even want to get revenge that badly. So anyway, it was odd that they called Lancelot Leviathan. Yeah, that's which crazy. is a name of a creature that's described in the Bible several times in Scripture, in both uh, the book of Job and in the Psalms. This creature, Leviathan, is described that really fits a description for certain um, water-based uh, reptiles. They're not quite dinosaurs, Monsters. but people commonly call them dinosaurs. Um, some descriptions of those from people who saw them in Job and Psalms. But uh, so that's where this name Leviathan comes from. And they called Lancelot Leviathan. Odd name. Yeah. And that it's a double name for him in fairy tale land. He thought it was strange. Yeah. Or he, I mean, I guess he he gave the verbal equivalent of an eye roll to being called (laughs) that. But uh, does that mean he can take some other form or could take some other form? Hmm. New question. Is and he really dead? Why would he be associated with a water creature? Good question. Prediction. Okay. Crackpot prediction. Okay. Cora thinks she killed him because he went into the water at some point. Mm. Ah. And he's just hiding as his little or big leviathan self. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the son of the Lady of the Lake. Huh. The so, Lady Well, she was kind of a the... different color than he was. Yeah. Well... <laughs> It's fairy tale land. <laughs> Speaking of the Lady of the Lake, so killing the lady, I I expected this would happen. Killing the Lady of the Lake dried up the lake. Is that what the title referred to? Her? I well, I think so. In the chat room, they were saying that it was actually um, David's mother that was the Lady of the Lake that the the title referred to. Possibly odd. It would. I, I may or may not make any see sense. That. But uh, we saw her, his mother, in here, which that was cool to get to see her again. Now we know, though, why she's not in Storybook. I think it was just to confuse us, to make us think it was the siren. Which doesn't make sense to me. Why killing the siren would dry up a lake? I, I think it was the curse. Well, the, But David did say it was killing the siren. That was pre-curse. Yeah, he realized and yeah, all of that. We're seeing two things oh, here. We're seeing sorry. Enchanted Forest precursed, and then we see Safe Haven present day fairy tale land as the. I'm so confused. As the, Eddie and um, Adam call it. 
And then there's also, of course, Storybrooke. I, I understand that because it is the kind of thing you would expect to see in Cursed Fairy Tale Land is, oh, lakes dried up and stuff. And so the first real damage we've seen to Fairy Tale Land was not actually damage at all. It was precurse a dried up lake. Here's an insignificant detail that I noticed. <laughs> there were no rocks on the lake bed. Oh, and all you remember sandy. it was all like rocks whenever there was water there, like because all the soldiers oh. were down by the rocks. There were no rocks. Ma- maybe True. it was actually dug up. I don't know. Hmm. That's what I first thought when I saw it, is it almost looks like it was digged up. Dug up? Dug up, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, several things happen in this episode that really need some more exploring. So we learned that Cora killed Lancelot a long time ago, but... So she Jeremy, says. like you said, did she? Maybe she tried to drown him. <laughs> and at the end of this episode, Snow and Mary Margaret are concerned about getting back to the safe haven, or Mulan is. Well, what if Cora just reappears back there as Lancelot and says, everybody, uh, the four ladies are not to be trusted. Kill them on sight. The four ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be creepy. <laughs> Who are not of the lake. Could be. She may do that. She may be busy with other things. I did not like seeing her reappear in the room, grab some dust, put it in a bottle, and make magic with it. Specifically ash from the burn. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like that. The wardrobe, which did not, in fact, lead to Narnia. She got part (laughs) of what she came for, which... I'm thinking we are going to see Cora in Storybrooke. Yeah, she's... She's well on her way. She's got her magic ash. Which just feeds my theory that Regina is at least going to be questionable, if not downright trustworthy this year. Mm. We got to see that Snow definitely did recognize Cora. Yeah, that was (laughs) nice. Thank you, writers. I'm glad, too. For not dragging that out, for not dragging out the... Oh, we know she's Lancelot, but nobody else does for weeks or something like that. That mm-hmm. was good. Just get it over with. I started suspecting something's wrong whenever whenever Lancelot was like stroking the wardrobe and yeah. like, I just want you to get back to your son and your husband. I, the funny thing is, I, I didn't think of her. I just thought that he was. I thought he was being weird. I was like, I thought do he was you want weird? But do you want the portal for yourself? Is that mm-hmm. it? Well, I, why? I could tell as soon as he showed up and said he sent Mulan and Aurora back or out for food. I thought, wait, how to get? No, he's not Lancelot. That's someone else. <laughs> but I, I didn't expect that Cora actually had been posing as Lancelot this I whole didn't time. Either. Well, here we're thinking she doesn't have power, but she's the one who said that. Yeah. So we know she does have power. She must have done her homework to know that she that Lancelot and Snow were like good buddies. Because he, meaning Cora, posing as him, like greeted her <laughs> with a really warm hug. So, like a friendly yeah. hug. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Now, King George in Enchanted Forest, King George said that he also knew of true love once. Yes. Interesting. That, yes. I think, hints that there could be a story there or maybe a connection. Of course there's a story there. What if Cora... That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. What if Cora was his true love? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And the whole Miller's daughter thing happened. And uh, that King George was involved with that. That King (gasps) George was the one who hired the Miller's daughter in the the first place. 
The prince. You remember the story? Oh, was it a prince that did? Yeah, but I oh, mean, their okay. their age is right. <laughs> I mean, he would have become the king. What, aged? We can't really say for certain that Cora they is look, as old as she looks. They look about the same age. Yeah, or yeah. Well, she might be. I older. mean, he could. He he. Yeah. Now that's where my my mind went to, but that makes Cora almost Charming's stepmother, and Regina was Snow's stepmother, which is really awkward. <laughs> and again, continues the trend in fairy tales of evil stepmothers or evil <laughs> step relations. Yeah. Yes, but it makes Charming and Snow step related almost, except <laughs> that Cora would have been gone before. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been related by blood. No, I know. It's just creepy anyway. Now, King George did say, though, that his wife was barren and that she died. But if it was Cora, she might not have actually been barren. She might not have actually died. She might have faked it all with magic. Yeah, there's a lot because we still need to know how did Cora get the wealth that she has and and Henry and there's a lot to that story. Henry Sr. that is. But we finally do get to see an ogre too. That was really cool. I was wondering if they would just leave us in suspense, like not show an ogre much on TV and just be everyone running from this Mm. (laughs) noise and something yeah. happening that you can't see but it was really cool that we actually got to see the ogres you know i didn't mm-hmm. actually think oh ogre like the thing that was in the war i thought i thought they were talking about trolls and i was like wait a minute trolls are not blind and then like i realized oh it's an ogre it's an ogre i said ogre <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny once again we see a thing that is referenced in other stories that we've seen as movies that it just it looked like other ogres we've seen, like in Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. or even uh, simpler things. Like um, there are a couple kids movies that have ogres in them, and they're very similar to this. <laughs> so, and the same thing came up with the soul suckers, the wraiths. Mm-hmm. People would say, "Oh, that's borrowing from Harry Potter," but Harry Potter borrowed from other things. Right? That's just how ogres you are describe described. something, and a lot of people are going to draw it, illustrate it pretty much the same way. Like how many people draw mm-hmm. aliens the same way in movies and all of that. I just like that they didn't totally reinvent it because it mm-hmm. makes it it's familiar to us from our stories and that's it's like this is supposed to be the source of many of our stories so it should look familiar when we see it in once upon a time and it makes sense now why the ogres war was such a vicious thing Mm -hmm. because these guys are giants and they're brutal couldn't everyone have learned sign language and avoided the ogres (laughs) that is a good point maybe sign language wasn't invented yet maybe (laughs) Did you notice when, and I'm, again, we're going through this rather randomly because these are just our initial reactions, so we can jump around a bit. But did you notice the hearts in Regina's heart vault, or maybe Cora's heart vault that Regina stole, but the Mm. hearts had a beating sound. Mm -hmm. Now, at least to Henry. Did, yeah, did you think Henry heard that? Or was that just for our benefit and a special effect? I don't think he was surprised by it. I mean, he knows that she collects Mm -hmm. hearts. He said, that's pretty much her thing. But he looked creeped out like he could hear it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And remember, in the last episode, Cora told Regina, 
that you can hold the hearts of your people in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very creepy. I think that's what she meant. It probably is. <laughs> it She's got problems. So it seems like there are more hearts in the vault. Well, unless there are hearts that Cora got. Yeah. And I don't Regina think there are more. The I, I always thought she had a lot. Me too. I like, I assume that since she has a lot of gold boxes and drawers and stuff. She's probably got a bunch of hearts. I theorized for a while that she didn't just because, again, another thing she could have thrown into the hat when she wanted it to have more magic. I'm not sure that that moment was written. Let's just toss a heart in there. (laughs) Well, Well, if she did, she might have killed someone or she might have risked losing control over someone important. Oh, yeah. Maybe King George is someone whose heart she's pulled out. I don't know. I don't think so. Dr. Whale? Maybe. Maybe. Once again, I don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, we. I still um, think it would be hilarious if Dr. Well ended up being the gingerbread man. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> He's like, I'm a cookie. I'm supposed to be a cookie. What? <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be a cookie. Why do you have icing on your nose? Well, it makes me feel more like myself. <laughs> Something I didn't see coming is the secret wedding between Snow and Prince Charming. I know. Yeah. Like we we're, were introduced to them at their wedding. Like the yeah. the pilot episode was yeah. their wedding. Yeah. So it this this one was in secret. So this could potentially mess with our timeline of when Emma was born. How long after the wedding Emma was born? Oh man. <laughs> because they could have conceived Emma before their public wedding. But then again, Snow didn't look at all no. pregnant. But so then not it, much. But it could fit with certain other... It, Secretly, yeah. they had Emma a year before the public wedding, <laughs> and then they just gradually stuffed her dress. <laughs> not really. <laughs> None of that makes any sense. Basically, I don't think it's going to mess with the timeline too much, because you're right. Even if she was with child, she was not very much so at the public wedding. I think I remember our talking in the pilot episode about how did Snow know that the baby would be a girl? Because she so confidently said to Rumpelstiltskin Mm. that it was a girl. And um, Prince Charming was like, no, it's a boy. And Rumpelstiltskin's like, no, dearie, dearie, you know it's a girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So now Now we know why. why. That's cool that they answered that tiny question you know it's funny is my brother and sister-in-law are way behind and so it so happens that today i watched the shepherd with them oh cool and i was thinking as this episode was going on he's talking about how he can't run she's telling him to run instead of marrying abigail and he says they'll kill you she says at least i know you'll be happy and then i'm thinking he did run. Why did they never explain mm. how she was safe and what happened to her? Oh, and here yeah. tonight it comes on and I was like, oh, they remembered a question <laughs> I didn't even know I had until today. That's oh, great. I, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Perhaps when they were taking the kingdom back, um, Charming sort of bargained with King George to keep his mother alive. I don't think so. Because well, it looked like they had moved her. Yeah, they haven't taken the kingdom oh. back yet. Yeah, they're in the process. When Snow went to see King George, she saw him at that round table where in the pilot they have the like war council about the curse. So this is before they've taken back the kingdom. 
I am That's so why George is so, still in confused. power. Confused. <laughs> there are way too many timelines going on here. Speaking of which, we'll update our timeline over at onespodcast.com slash timeline to include the placements of this to help you guys figure out how things are flowing between fairy tale land and present day fairy tale land and all of that. So check that out, onespodcast.com slash timeline. And I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. We also got a partial fulfillment of one of our predictions. It just wasn't in the premiere that we are seeing part of the battle to take back the kingdom. Yeah. We thought it might be in the premiere and it might parallel something in Storybrooke. And those two things weren't true, but we are still seeing it, which is kind of exciting, actually. Yes. That's what I think we might be leading up to is some kind of battle. Maybe in, they'll probably have seven episodes before the Christmas break. Seven or eight. Seven or eight, yeah. I mean, they could end at any point in December for the break, but... We have a schedule at least through episode seven. Yeah. And the title for... With no breaks, by the way. Episode eight was just released. Oh, interesting. Or so I'll be updating the forums over at onespodcast.com slash forums with that title if you want to start sharing spoilers in the appropriate section. Titles are the only spoilers <laughs> I like. I don't know why. I yeah. just like them. But we don't share them here. We don't share them here. But... uh we saw several things in this episode that were, I think, really emotional things. We saw Emma and Mary Margaret reconcile because mm-hmm. Emma recognized what Snow actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw Jefferson and Grace finally together again. Yeah. Which makes me wonder. Which Henry kind of brought about, by the I way. I was so yeah. afraid for Henry when he was talking to. To Jefferson, because Jefferson looked like he was about to lose. I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Crazy man. <laughs> I thought he was going to hit him or something. Don't I was hurt like, the child. Ah. <laughs> it's true. I yeah, was worried and, for him. And then uh, David losing his mother. to um, mm-hmm. Charming. Yeah. Did she ever call him by a name? <sighs> she did it? Oh, my goodness. Not that I noticed. Yeah, she. I think she just called him son. We'll never know his real name. Yeah, I still think it's David, but I wonder I've if they're doing that, that on purpose or if... They have a reason for, like, they're reserving him to fill another role in another story, even though he is Prince Charming. Could be. And it could also just be because, look at Lost. One of the characters in Lost never had a name. True. I was thinking of the same thing. And honestly, especially right now, if somebody called him David, there are people who would start going... Did she know about Storybrooke and the curse? And the answer would, of course, be no, but it would still happen, and maybe they just want to avoid that. Well, now, every, um, yeah, Charming's mom was the only one who knew his real name, except for maybe Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. 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 And Rumpelstiltskin has a thing for names. Yes, he does. So, ooh, maybe he has power over Prince Charming because Rumpelstiltskin knows his true name. It doesn't seem to work that way. I don't think it would because, I mean... What good would it do for someone to know his name? Well, that was always kind of a Rumpelstiltskin thing, I think. And he did ask. Grumpy did say that. He said, don't tell him your names because then he'll have power over you. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Of course, again, few statements in the pilot I'm not sure will ever reconcile with the rest of the series. Yeah, (laughs) especially the one by Snow when she said, she tried to kill me because I was prettier than her. And that didn't end up happening. Unless that was a lie to Charming. 
Oh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> That's a theory that someone, I think it was Casey Thacker, shared on mm-hmm. a comment on one of our podcast episodes. She shared that suggested that maybe Snow had lied. But, but why would she lie about something so vain? Maybe she <laughs> might have her answers or might have her reasons. Uh, so we, we're going to see that Snow is going to go back and become the leader to the refugees from this island. Now, maybe. island protected, separated from time. Oh, God. Is this sounding familiar? <laughs> separated from time? Well, I mean, protected from the curse. Eh. He it's, didn't even say everybody. Well, it's almost sounding like dang. this island because they called their refuge an island a yeah. couple times. They called it an island. I know. I just had a thought. There's a chance it could be Neverland. I'm not going to tie myself to that theory, but it's just sounding kind of like Neverland. Some have said that when they showed the shot of the entire cove, it looked like the Disney version of the cove in Neverland Hmm. from Peter Pan. Want to hear my thought? Yeah, Jenny, go ahead. You know, when they were in the pit with Cora, Cora doesn't stay put. So she could have gotten in and out of that pit. So I'm wondering if if the people above the pit knew she was there that, that, you know, whole time. Well, she could just appear or reappear wherever i know but that would be kind of exhausting to keep reappearing whenever someone comes to check the pit oh so you're thinking maybe (laughs) Maybe, they didn't know she was in there at all yeah maybe they hadn't put her in there and she was just in there because she knew that mary margaret aka snow whatever (laughs) so if they had said something about cora in the pit everybody would have been like what are you talking about (laughs) Uh, that's possible because the only person who referred to her i think was lancelot i know lancelot did because he said she doesn't have magic. Well, see, Lancelot being Cora. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say something about his saying that nobody knew why they were protected and, and saying that some people were spared in that region, but it was her. So, Oh, yeah. It very well could be because she has like all her magic and she's yes. really powerful. Yeah. So we're we're going to see more of these details when we rewatch Once Upon a Time, and you're welcome to send your feedback to us. And any other initial reactions, Jeremy or Jenny, about this episode that I, I know we're going to get in a lot more depth as we do our full episode this Wednesday, but anything else before we go? Uh, the, the, the nursery, why was it not a little more destroyed? We saw it come apart. True. That was one thing. Ripped the wall. Well... We saw the ceiling ripped off Mm -hmm. and the walls or the glass windows burst in. Oh, we didn't see more than that? Right. And then the curse flowed in through the windows as the ceiling was ripped off by the curse. I like how they addressed how much time had passed since Snow had shot an arrow. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like riding a bike. (laughs) The funny thing is, yes, the passage of time matters in that way because they are both. But Snow says, (laughs) I never thought I'd see this place again. And I'm like in the whole day that you've remembered it hmm. since the curse happened you well, never <laughs> yeah by now it's been three ish days oh really yeah oh you're right three or four days i'd have to go back and count nights but it's been only about three or four days since the curse was yeah. broken mm-hmm. yeah. will you go back and count nights mm-hmm. i will and I i'll update so. the timeline because <laughs> on the timeline i have days on their <laughs> mythical dates but it's just to show the <laughs> relation of time so listeners we would love to hear your feedback for this episode send us your theories and you can also discuss share in the forums uh, what you loved about this episode of once upon a time what you didn't like certain questions that you have and then send us your theories that you'd like to share for the podcast email written or recorded feedback to 
feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can also go to oncepodcast.com and click send a voice message over on the right side and record a message right from your computer. Or you can pick up your phone any time of the day and dial 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail on our system there. And we can include that in the podcast if we're able to fit everything in because we get so many amazing emails from you guys and it's so hard to fit everything in. But we're trying as hard as we can to include everyone's feedback. And please go to oncepodcast.com and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast in iTunes. We'd especially love some ratings and written reviews for us in iTunes. You can jump to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. And I want to thank Anime Fangirl1234 and Crystal3 for leaving nice reviews for us in iTunes. So thank you very much. I assume those are both ladies. <laughs> thank you very much, ladies, for those nice iTunes reviews that you left for us at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. And listeners, there's one more day left that you can help us out by nominating us for the entertainment category in the podcast awards. For information on that and to help more of our podcasts, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards and learn how to nominate all of our podcasts in the Noodle Mix Network that we have uh, in different categories and such. But also go to oncepodcast.com and check out all the other stuff that we have. We've got forums over there, links to our Tumblr and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and all of that stuff, the show notes for this episode and so much more. You can connect with each of us and everything all on one website, oncepodcast.com, and that connects to everything else. So please nominate us in the podcast awards and you need to send that nomination in by midnight, October 15th. So end of day, kind of midnight, October 15th. 2012 to nominate us in the podcast awards for the entertainment category. And if we make it, then you can start voting on November 1st and vote every day for a couple weeks at least. (laughs) So watch out for that. We'd love to be there in the awards and get your vote when the voting starts. So nominate us. And if you need help with that, go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to learn how to do that. And watch for our full episode this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, that's GMT minus four, at oncepodcast.com slash live, where you can join the chat room like so many people are listening right now, and also send your feedback before that and watch us record this podcast live. And join us when we do our live chat room during the Eastern and Central Time airings of the show. And stick around for the initial reactions podcast this immediately after the episode well 15 minutes after the episode at oncepodcast.com slash live one last thing i want to tell you about we came up with this game idea that we're going to have a halloween costume contest where if you dress up as a once upon a time character for halloween or anything like that by the end of october whatever you might dress up for it's a party or anything. Uh, One of our listeners is having a once upon a time themed party, birthday party. (laughs) So if you dress up for anything like that before the end of October, send us a picture and we'll also have a place in the forums where you can post a picture. And what we're going to do is have the cutoff is we'll make it sometime in November in case anyone dresses up for Halloween. And then we'll have a voting contest to see whose costume is the best for once upon a time. So Get ready to take a picture of yourself, design an awesome once upon a time picture, send your pictures to us and be a part of that contest. And I'd like to see if we can get some sponsors to uh, be able to provide some prizes for that. I I can't promise anything. Can't promise how big they might be, but you can hope that 
there might be something there. If you'd like to sponsor something for that or sponsor an episode of One's Podcast, then go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor. So check out everything on the website over at onespodcast.com and join the forums over there and so much more. Leave us ratings and reviews and onespodcast.com slash iTunes. You can follow each of us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show on twitter.com slash onespodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny. You can follow me at twitter.com slash jennysnook. Until next time, remember, always shoot them in the eye. Thanks for listening. One's podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of One's Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode like Sandra and Nasser did, then please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor.